This week on the Push Ball Lays podcast, we talk about fasted weight training, considerations for exercise selection, and prunes. Three, two, one. I think I'm going to do some fasted podcasting, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bud? All good, mate, yeah. Fasting seems to be the rage at the moment. Fucking it is um, all the rage. You know, it's such a thing. shit around fasting at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Seems that way, but yeah, let's just keep keep throwing it up. We'll just keep kind of knocking it away. Just, it's absolutely fine. It's just a tool. It's all, might as well in the podcast there now, so it's fine. I mean, just you might, you might, you know, use a baseball analogy, but we all know that NBA is the best American sport, mate, so you'd just be like, uh, they uh, shooting three-pointers. I think, I think the amount of people that came back saying, not a chance, no way, Dan is completely wrong. You had one person agree with you. I had a lot of people say, I just didn't want to no, change you, mate. <laughs> Basketball is fine. I know, I know Dan. If, if there's a free story that you can just share to his stories, he's doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mate, NBA is far better. It's quicker, faster paced, more action happens, more goals are scored. Um, well, it's just well, fun. Well, <laughs> you, know, you don't want to watch a sport where you're expected to score every time you have the ball. That's boring. No, but it's not. It's like, oh yeah, they scored. Oh yeah, they scored. They oh, actually, it's hundred each. Mate, they, te- they, they technically they, they shoot forty percent, so technically they're not expected to score more times than they're not. So shows how much you know, doesn't it? Forty percent. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. are these people? They're awful. What? What? You're watching college, clearly. Yeah, mate. How? <laughs> sorry, how many touchdowns are there in a fucking NFL game? None. Some games. Fucking <laughs> boring hell. Oh, and they've just run into each other again and got nowhere. Brilliant. And we'll do that again, shall we, four times until they have to kick the ball away. <laughs> Boring, mate. Boring. Oh, Absolutely. and he's just run into a big crowd of people again. Oh, and he's got nowhere. Brilliant. Well, <laughs> try throwing the fucking ball next time, dickhead. They throw it and then they will drop it. And then like, they'll, then the referees yeah. will their flags yeah. in the air. And then they whistle. drop it. and then Because they've dropped it, they have to then restart again. We have to stop for about twenty minutes whilst we just have a little, just little have have a little Gatorade on the side. Get your get your oxygen in. I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> how that how that they're allowed to drop the ball and once it touches the floor, that's it, game over. It's like no, why don't you just carry on playing like like rugby, like pick it up and carry on. And then it's called rugby. Uh, rugby's better. That's why. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it is. Not. And they're real men because they don't have fucking pads on. That's the first time you ever hear me describe rugby as a fucking. <laughs> We're not rugby people. I've played rugby twice. And not, but my, even rugby's better than NFL, mate. My shirt got torn on the second time I played it. And I was like, well, Dude. I'm not playing a sport that tears my shirt. I was like, this is ridiculous. So <laughs> it was one of my own as well. We played in all black. And I was like, all right, pretending to be all the all blacks. And I was like, why are you ripping my shirt? This is shit. What are you yeah. doing that for, mate? Oh, just grabbing me. Football's a lot better. Right. Um, yeah, mate. Anyway, let's give, let's give people some value. Otherwise, we're going we're gonna to start turning into one of those podcasts. It's just really, really fucking boring. We haven't got any value. So, um, mm. <laughs> number one there was a person that shared cream soda in the group I think it was Lucy if I if my uh yeah cream soda as we were talking about we we have our um basically zero calorie drinks and whatever mm. you must be drinking one right now we've always got a, one on the uh-huh. go for the Try and guess what it is. I've got Pepsi Max you Dr. have Pepper Zero Dr Pepper Zero two classics I had some little uh, zero uh, last weekend. Absolutely amazing. That is amazing. Um, but it's a summer drink. You can't have that now. It's a summer drink. Oh, you can have it anytime. It's great. Um, but it's the queen of all zero calorie fizzy drinks. Cream soda. Fuck no. Absolutely not. I can't stand cream soda. No, so, I don't get the hype. I don't understand it at all. Such an American thing. Sorry, American listeners. Um, you probably don't have the delights of lilt. Um, yeah, you need but... to get a little in your life. <laughs> but yeah, cream soda. Ugh. Nasty. No. Don't don't put that blaspheme in up in our group. That's actually mental. <laughs> yeah, and also I tried the new grenade vegan bar. But that tastes like shit. It was basically gritty. Is... <laughs> no, all all it is is a it's a tracker bar. A tracker bar. Yeah, brilliant. It's literally a tracker bar. <laughs> with 10 grams of protein, which is fucking useless yeah. anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> I was like, I swear I've tasted this before. 
<laughs> just a little. It was a little. It was like yeah. It was just a just a tracker bar, but a little bit more moist, and that was it. Yeah, I saw it come out, and I was just a bit like, really, is that necessary? Like, is that necessary? All right, shout out to Henry Dunmore, the owner of Natural Fitness Food. He gave me one for free. He basically. He didn't. He didn't really want to, but I was in his. I was in his office today, and he, I think he just wanted me to go away more than anything else, which is generally his thing. He just takes takes the piss out of me, takes the piss out of you, then walks off. Um, yeah, gave me gave me a free bar. Thanks, thanks, Henry. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't great. It was a bit bit embarrassing to be honest. Um, it won't be making our our lists at the end of the year. It won't be having anywhere near for a protein bar of the year, which is very coming very close. What are we episode one hundred and forty three. Oh, mate, I know this is ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely mental. If we if we have one listener per episode, we'd be we'd be living our life. Right, good. Um, yeah, mate. So we we did actually. So apart from putting a picture of cream soda in the group, very very bad. You actually share like a decent link or a decent link. Um, <laughs> wanted to hear our opinions on. I think we've covered a a website called Fitness Tribe before. I feel like they've been. Mentioned. I mean, they they sound they sound like they know what they're doing. Fitness um, tribe. <laughs> that's what you that's what you'd call something if you knew what you were doing. Fitness tribe. I feel yeah. like uh, I've been on before, but I don't know. I'm not gonna pass judgment yet. But I have uh, I have read the article. Um, it's an interesting one. So it is a so the title is the definitive guide to fasted. Obviously, that's why I did it in the title. Um, weight training. I mean, there doesn't so, need to be a definitive guide for that. <laughs> so this is this is quite interesting because it goes against the grain of what we usually associate when we say fasted. It's like oh, like an intermittent fast or fasted cardio. These are tools in your toolbox if you really want to do them. Absolutely fine. Um, Realise my camera is very low, Dan. You're probably just looking at my cleavage. Uh, that's fine, mate. It looks better than your face. <laughs> oh, so I have a little step back. I'm a little bit close to the my, my uh, microphone i just want to be closer to it so i can yell it in your ears um but yeah so the definitive guide to fasted weight training and there's there's a i think they've got about i mean whenever i do a definitive guide i i i only cl- include about four points and that's uh, oh that's definitive mate yeah four yeah. points <laughs> wasn't that unnecessary i know um i do i wish they i wish other people would do this more often but they haven't done this but what they should do is um time themselves reading it i like that where they go what yourself how long what you're getting in for like the kind of 10 yeah. to 15 minute read or whatever and i'm like all right okay i know what i'm gonna get that's that's cool if you if you're writing articles do that because i might read it if it says three minutes um right, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's tiny yeah, <laughs> three words and i'm like oh I've, i can get that i can relate to that good uh, but i like the timings on it so if you want to know how fast weight training can help you burn fat and gain lean muscle you'll want to read this i will um yeah. Uh, anyone anyone who writes burn fat and build muscle at the same time right? I mean, you're an idiot i mean it's got all the, it's got the buzzwords like burn stubborn yeah. stubborn fat and yeah it's got to get those buzzwords in mate buzzwords are in there so um yeah so they they, they describe fast so what is fasting for you if anybody's been living under a rock dan what is fasting for you means that you're not you've not eaten for a long period of time, usually time. when you've been asleep. Yeah. Okay. So, and when you've taken in food, your body digests, and that is called a fed state. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of fasting, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. That is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dare I say this definitive guide of fasted weight training may not be as suggested. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what they they start and talk about being hungry and the world of intermittent fasting, but they don't really go into much of that. But so they've they've listed a couple of popular people, okay, um, that have been doing intermittent fasting. And but bearing in mind, we know we know that uh, intermittent fasting is not fasted weight training. You don't have to f- do weight training fasted to do intermittent fasting. No. And people like the current, I'd probably urge you not to do that i would say probably schedule your meals or your training whilst you're eating in around Tom, that sounds far too much like common sense mate. i know it's, it's unbelievable but also the two people they've cited i mean what would you normally go for if you're citing citing something decent like you do doctor or some sort of 
good citation. Nah, I'd probably go like actor, actress, or, or <laughs> so comedian. That, so that's, that's one. And then the other one, you could, no, he's not really a comedian. So Tim Ferriss, um, obviously Idiot. popular podcaster. Not a, not a great source of nutrition information, as yeah. pe- general population might believe. Um, yeah, bit incredible what he actually thinks. But he does get jump on bandwagons and easily led is uh, one way I'd describe him. Incredible podcaster, incredible interviewer. All right. And then Terry Crews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> the guy is massive. He played in the NFL. That's all you need to know, mate. That's all <laughs> you need to know. Sign me up to it. Sign me up. I'm there. I'm in. Disclaimer. I'm pretty sure when he was playing in the NFL and when he was at peak condition, he wasn't doing fasted weight training. Also, I love the guy. He's great. He's in like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, so he's massive. Also does. Uh, I think everybody's seen the Euro training video. Yeah, that is the fucking yeah, one of the best videos ever. So if you haven't seen it on YouTube, just try for Euro although, training. I, although I, I think you know the Euro training element to what he does has probably got more credibility than what's about to be said. <laughs> yeah, very true. So these guys. So the, uh, Tim Ferriss might be, but Terry Coos has. No amount of muscle mass is because of his fasting. Okay, so the benefits of weight fasted weight training. This is what they start to arise. So um, it, the answer, it turns out, is simple. So when your insulin levels are low, that uh, apparently when your insulin levels are low in a fasted state, uh, and how we've measured that, I don't know. Um, and that just that means for everybody, right? Sure. Um, then your body uses body fat stores as the primary source of energy. Does that happen, Dan? Not all the time. Time. No, it's, uh, it's a very blase. Considering it's in bold, uh, it's it's kind of definitive answer apparently. Yeah. So when you combine this with fasted weight training, then you can achieve some truly awesome. It's written in there. I don't have to give a pound. Um, I just love it how people say that, like, because yeah, because <laughs> weight training is is definitely you know a a fat you know burning exercise. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's what you're using. So you burn more fat faster. Hmm. there. So it's got to be true. Um, Brilliant. For the 30 minutes that you're training, maybe. What about so, the other 23 and a half hours of the day? <laughs> so studies, and they, they have uh, put a study in, so for lipolysis, uh, suppression following, so lipolytic, lipolytic, uh, suppression following carbohydrate ingestion limits fat oxidization during exercise. Yeah, we know very, that. We know that. We know that. Like, brilliant. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. <sighs> It's baffling. So this is their number one thing. So the benefits is it'll burn fat faster, but it increases lipolysis and fat oxidation rates, allowing you to burn fat faster. So when you exercise, your body needs energy to perform. Naturally, it goes from glucose, which that should be the end, really. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> All right, naturally, it goes from glucose. Just stop talking. All right. <laughs> but when you're in a faster state and glucose is unavailable, unavailable Dan it's not absolutely. unavailable though is it because you can it's have stored glycogen no 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 it's completely unavailable um so none of that is available yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, a switch like an on-off switch that's not available it's just not there it's just not there mate. so I mean even though you ate the day before like after your little bit of fastest day after it's, they do say to eat your dinner or do after your workout they did but you wouldn't have had any glycogen in there um you're unavailable and body begins to convert fat into energy Convert. I, I I don't like the when they say convert and turn into that kind of thing. Mm. So I'm like the two separate states. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so the fasted cardio thing. They went back into. They said exercising. So this is probably the biggest bugbear all the way through this article. They have put exercising as a switch for what they've determined as weight training. Or resistance training, whatever they were using before, mm. uh, weight training, yeah. But they've just started after a little bit. They've just started using exercising and going to the gym, um, and then that's it. And realizing, oh, maybe we're we're wrong here. Um, that was a little bit annoying. Um, I think they realized that when they first wrote it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> increase. So number two. So number one was burn more fat faster. Cool. Uh, increase blood flow to your abdominal region. Mm. So without me even looking there, I'm I don't even know how to make an educated guess about what that's a is even about. Can you? No. <laughs> I, 
gen- genuinely like I don't even know how they can. No. The only the only thing I could think of if they still think you can spot burn body fat and therefore some sort of rush of blood to that region would spot burn body fat but that would only be the premise that i believe that blood would definitely go to your abdominals whilst you're doing weight training i i've done weight training for a while that's not where i always feel like my blood's going to no <laughs> so yeah so they do say that lower abdominal areas are usually the most challenging one to lose body fat from and blood flow is the reason for that um okay i i don't i don't get that no (laughs) utter shite like utter shite um so now number three increase muscle growth Mm, uh, what what, because you're weight training what (laughs) in a fasted state so again studies that's um, not particular to a fasted state though is it fasted weight training results in greater anabolic response to a post-workout meal when compared to fed training so they've, they've that, doesn't obviously got... that doesn't mean anything what because yeah because your body has not had any nutrients for however many hours you get a better response when you eat them yeah because it's not had a response recently it doesn't make a difference so if you had it's like adding up the if you added the fed response to the then the post-workout food response if you added them together in the fed state i bet you it would be more of a response whatever they call that I, i'm just their, their words not mine a response would be greater combined than the post-workout one in the fasted state. So what's the fucking point? As far as I know, plus, I, plus I when thought... there's a response, like you only need a certain amount, and then anything above that is not required. <laughs> really but I'm pretty sure. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Brad Schoenfeld did a study on this or a meta-analysis of a 15 minutes pre. He was only looking at protein. 15 minutes pre, protein during, and 15 minutes post anabolic state, and it did actually show that the combined was better and the pre was better than the post for hypertrophic gains ridiculous and i'm citing one study and survey so we're kind mate, of this mad. this is the definitive guide i don't think brad schoenfeld would have added this into his study he should have done <laughs> he probably didn't cite this one i think he should have done uh, uh, it's interesting um but another study found that fasting increased growth hormones by 2,000% in men and 13,000% in women. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Just ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, And then number four. Oh, it did have five, sorry. Um, Because the the last one's always always great. So the last one is improved peak power and VO2 max. VO2 max. Wait, one session. <laughs> Studies show that faster training. Again, they've just said faster training. They've 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 gone off the weight training topic as well. Yeah, which, fasted exercise, isn't it? Uh, fasted exercise improved peak power and VO2 max. Probably because the person hasn't been training before. So, um, faster weight training could improve lifting. Could, brilliant. Help improve lifting output. <laughs> probably because the workout's correct and they're probably following. Um, they're probably taking a total amount of calories anyway, so they're not trying to lose weight. More than likely. Okay, I'm. I'm not even going to click on that study because it's mad madness. Uh, VO2 max is vital for endurance athletes, but we're talking about weight training, so it just oh, doesn't matter. All right, then the last one, mate, one of your favourites, is improved insulin sensitivity. Ah, uh, bonus. That's what you want. Yes. Got to have that for some <laughs> reason. I mean, why, yeah. why would we want that? No idea, mate. No one, no one needs it. Basically, the theory behind insulin sensitivity is that the more sensitive your muscles are to insulin the more likely they are to put nutrients into your muscles rather than into your fat cells is the theory and the only people that need to worry about insulin insulin resistance are diabetics and very very fat people most people under the body fat percentage of 20 percent most people who train listen to the listen to this podcast and go to the gym would not need to worry about it and the way to only way to increase it or way to really really increase it is to weight train and to diet and be in a calorie deficit there are some great ways to uh, to increase your insulin sensitivity yeah but yeah like people talk about it and they don't really know what they're talking about it's ridiculous like weight training increases it and people think that that's why the whole anabolic window came about like because of that and it's like no but it's actually if you weight train three four five times a week it's actually elevated for like most of the time like most of the time 
Oh, just, yeah. Like, so, as soon as anyone mentions insulin, you just got to go, it's just like, idiot. No, don't know what I'm talking about. Just shut up. Don't talk to them. It's just mad. Just I mean, I've, I've shot that down in an interview before where they started talking about hormone levels and insulin resistance. Oh, I, I was like, be there in an interview when that happened. I was like, nope, move on. We're not talking about that. No, I'd be, oh, no, I'd, no, I'd be sat there going, uh, go, I'm, on, I'm sorry. go on, go into it, go into it more. Go on, let's, let's, see, you, let's see you dig yourself a grave. Come on. I've, I've, yeah. Just like, bearing in mind, I've given a client and I've given a... Uh, so within <laughs> that was... Uh, I'd just given a case study of a per, like a 35-year-old male uh, who like plays football like a couple of times a week, works long hours, eats a bit shit food. And then suddenly we've cropped up about growth hormone levels this is from an A one A four blank piece like a piece of paper of what this client is <laughs> with a little food diary on it, and then we've got oh. instant sensitivity. We've got yeah. I'm guessing you didn't this, get hired. What this hormone levels were? No, no. I was like, how do we know this? <laughs> this is barbaric. Um, so how to properly do the fasted weightlifting, mate? So we've got a few pointers. So you have to start fasted weight training in the morning. So you can do it in the morning. If you train in the morning, this is super easy. Simply wake up and train. Oh, well done. Thanks for that. And then you go eat breakfast afterwards. Genius. Cool. So if you if you choose evening workouts, eat your dinner afterwards. <laughs> Fasting all Ooh. day, all the way through to train. They don't, they don't stipulate that. That's the only thing. They don't stipulate when you haven't lost eight. It doesn't, it doesn't say I fasted for a minute or <laughs> an hour. It's like, yeah, there we are. So then obviously number two, take BS, BCAAs. Um, really? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Uh, and then number three, be patient. You have to be fucking patient because nothing's going to happen. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So obviously they do break down probably the negatives of so logical side effects of fasted training. Um, <laughs> initially you're going to feel weaker, obviously, <laughs> because you haven't put any energy in your muscles to optimize your training. Generally, when we're trying to build muscle, we're doing weight training. We want to be full of energy so we can blast PRs, gain a little bit of muscle. So we know the weight on the bar or the weights that we're lifting are going up. The reps are going up. That's how we know we're improving if we're not actually looking bigger. Mm mean but yeah you know it's just maths and then number two faster training can increase muscle breakdown rates hmm does that sound i mean it could be a positive if you're supplementing with enough to restore or it could be a negative and cause atrophy no it couldn't because basically what happens what they mean is basically that there's obviously less substrate available blah 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 blah, and you're going to eat again in 45 minutes to an hour anyway so it doesn't really matter well what if they didn't eat mate and they just stayed fasted the whole time then it would do <laughs> to a degree Thank you. um yeah so that's why yeah very strange very strange all i'm saying is it's not quite a definitive guide. it's not it? quite the definitive guide um i tend to think they need to go do their research a little bit more or maybe write a, an article about Dinner's Guide of Weight Training um, just give an actual opinion um, I realise it's meant to be like whatever it is, shock and awe tactics or trying to get somebody to do that but it's a pretty poor attempt at it though it's, isn't it? it's a poor attempt um, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it I would never prescribe fasted weight training for somebody um, I generally want people to progress a little bit faster than that. I, I have prescribed, not prescribed, um, offered my opinion on intermittent fasting. I quite happily use that as a tool for weight loss. If they're looking to make more gains in the gym, I probably won't go down the fasting route because I want them to eat. Um, I just, yeah. It's just like the only time that I've ever gone done it with someone is when they've said that they prefer doing it. So yeah, what That's it. To, to gain muscle? Yeah, if like, if they if they weight train first thing in the morning, for example, and they're like, oh, yeah, is it gonna is it gonna hinder my gains? I'm like, no, just make sure you have fuck loads of cars before you go to bed, and then make sure you get a decent meal and after you like, and it's fine. But like, if they said to me, what would you recommend as an optimal? I'd go, well, I'd rather you, you know, maybe 45 minutes before you train, eat something. Yeah. Like, like some fruit or something. Like, just eat something. Like, um, but. Again, it comes down to like overall available calories, right? If you're in a 
if you're trying to gain muscle and you're in a calorie surplus and you're eating shitloads of food, you're going to have loads of readily available energy. Like if you eat loads the night before, you'd be in a better place than if you didn't eat anything in the evening. Um, but a lot of these people are trying to do all these little, all these tricks and stuff. Knowing, these, knowing someone who's going to read that sort of fucking article, they're going to be, you know, no carbs after six, brilliant. And then they're going to go and do fasted weight training first thing in the morning. <laughs> Optimal. And then we Yeah, gains. that sounds like fun. <laughs> Keep doing that, please. If you know somebody that's doing that, um, give us some advice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There will be people that will follow that advice and we <laughs> don't want it to happen. We'd like people to get stronger, get healthier and get better, right? um right so topic number two because we've been asked a few times also i was teaching with fellow trainer guru the fms guy um this week and last week he loves he also, it, also hates being called that but he's also playing into the joke um which is very interesting and a lot of the people were giggling at him being called the fms guy during this course so yeah i think people know now they know now. <laughs> I did appreciate, uh, this is Josh, obviously, who's been on our show. I know episode 130, something, go look it up. Uh, the longest episode we've ever done because the guy just talks. Um, but he's actually been called the, F- he was known as the FMS guy, somebody coming and talking to him. So, which is quite interesting. I feel like our work is done. I know, it's great. Yeah. We've got to choose to take down somebody else for something they they <laughs> not really know. Hilarious. All right. Um, so considerations for exercise selection was something that, so some people, I mean, just for looking at people's programs and given general advice on how to kind of put programs together, I think we put enough uh, scope and there's enough literature or advice out there for the training splits. Um, and people tend to know, oh, are you doing a push-pull leg split or are you doing the yeah, amino an upper-lower split? But, all right, doesn't mean that the session was any good just because you've done a push-pull leg split. Awesome, you've got the kind of the right idea of what should happen in a macro kind of level. Um, but when you're looking at session by session, um, at a micro level, and what exercises are in what particular order, I was like, I was kind of like taken aback because obviously – I think we take it for granted of how we write things because we're writing programs all the time down and constantly fiddling. I mean, we don't know it all, but stuff will work and stuff like kind of fits into certain places, but we'll generally have a rationale and a, a bit of science behind the ordering of what happens. Okay. So, but there are some cases where even like what we think is basic, like bigger muscle groups into slightly smaller muscle groups and that definitive guide down would start to happen but there there won't be any justification for it if some people would just be like yeah well doing biceps straight away and then i'm gonna go into pull-ups like well which one are you more concerned about if you are more concerned about your bicep reps then 100 they should be your a1 exercise but me looking at a movement point of view i'd probably put my pull-up as a number one so what i'd like just to talk a little bit through maybe you can pull one up mate um i didn't say pull one out it's fine before you, out, mate, if you want. <laughs> um, of maybe a process of writing a, a generic kind of bodybuilding program on like an upper like six exercise i know you've got that kind of also anybody's struggling for any kind of just uh <laughs> programs dan posted a million of them when he was doing all he went through a craze of posting about six workouts a day on instagram <laughs> and there was two basically he was worried that i was gonna troll him but there were too many there were too many to troll so i couldn't do it um but they're all actually legit they're absolutely fine if you followed them for four weeks they would work yeah i think that's the biggest compliment i've ever given that is mate i'm I'm gonna make sure i that um (laughs) yeah i think like similar to what you would do i suppose in 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 the sense that you know it's about it's about like movements rather than you know necessarily muscle groups to oh, a degree well, like just let, we've recorded that as well yeah <laughs> movements over muscle groups when in terms to exercise selection so there's still an element uh, of it if anybody there's... knows the uh where we're drawing back to about 50 episodes ago there you're, you're yeah. <laughs> there's still a, there's still an element of it where like in my head i'll break it down and go right a good upper day would be for example an all-round upper day would be a vertical push vertical pull horizontal push horizontal pull and then a biceps and triceps like that's a pretty solid 
upper session, regardless if you're doing bodybuilding or if you're doing strength or whatever. The difference being that for most of your guys who you train in person, if you don't train them that often, you're not going to get the chance to do that because you need to probably do full body. So you're going to then go, right, we might be doing a horizontal uh, push and pull but then the next session you might do vertical push and pull because you've got to do you know a hip hinge or a squat pattern or whatever um so there's still that element of that in there and then it just depends on the individual so for example like i've had people do push pull legs before but then have an upper lower on it rather than just doing push pull legs all the time you know um, but even so let's say you did a, a push day there would be again depending on their their weakness or what they wanted to work on you'd probably go two compounds on chest so two probably horizontal pushes and then you'd have two compounds on, sorry, one compound on shoulder, which would be an overhead press. And then you might have a raise of some description, um, like a lateral raise or something like that. And then if you kind of go right there, weaknesses of their shoulders, you then go, right, you're going to put another raise on there. Or if their weakness was chest, you might put a chest isolation exercise after chest. Um, and let's say that they wanted to work more on their shoulders and their chest, you'd put shoulders first and then you do chest afterwards because they're fresher at the start of the session. Um, and you might do like the shoulder press followed by the, the bench press or the chest press followed by the raises after that, because again, you don't need to do the raises before you do chest, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Um, and it would generally go the heavier exercises to lighter, as you've said. Um, yeah. and then again, same on pull day, it would be, you're going to do pull-ups first or something like that first, lap pull downs, and then you're going to go into rows and then you're going to go into, um, sort of maybe more isolation work if you're doing straight arm pull downs, anything like that. But the the, the rationale is not really any different. I think people really overcomplicate it when it comes to, to training and even like the volume, like I would do three sets on each of those and then I might do two sets on like the isolation and that'll be it. Um, and you know, they're getting in 12, 14 sets over the course of a week, for example. And again, same on legs, like you would do a squat pattern, a hinge pattern, a quad isolation, a hamstring isolation, a calf isolation, maybe some core and they're kind of done. Like there's nothing really, I think my programming would be definitely more, um, I don't know, I say more the way you would do it than actual like bodybuilding, which is just fucking like four sets of 20, all the drop sets, every single <laughs> thing possible. Um, but then like the, the, the main, I suppose, framework of the session is pretty similar across the board. The differences then come in, right, if someone's weakness is their back or their shoulders, that's where you'd put more back offsets, more drop sets, because that's where the extra volume is going to come in so that they improve that area. And um all that sort of stuff comes in there again same with biceps triceps if they if they want to work on triceps more than biceps they might have an extra two sets on triceps in a session all this sort of stuff it's more that that i change rather necessarily than like any fancy formulas or ways of kind of setting up a training plan because like you said the right way to set up a training plan is the right way it's not really too much to deviate from that so you just kind of stick with that framework and work around it yeah i mean mine depending on cycle depending on goal mine starts to change but i think maybe my clientele is a little bit more varied than dan's um but if i go generic especially when probably there's only i think i've only got one client that trains more than three times a week so my my programs are pretty like full body, full body, full body, full body, full body. Everybody's doing full body training because that's what I believe. And that's what the science says that I need to do to make any kind of, any kind of progression within muscle groups. Cause I've got to hit them. Otherwise mm -hmm. I haven't got enough days in the week, essentially. But some people are like, what full body when full body training does not mean I have to do every single thing in all every single day. And it's going to last, I don't know, six hours. I think yeah. that's what, in their head they're like what no, i can do two upper pushes two kind of lower pulls two lower pushes and two up, like just two uppers two lows that'd be cool that's full body essentially if we did enough volume we could do four to five sets on so that's four exercises you can do that three times a week cool we're done really that's full body as far as i'm concerned that combines upper body with lower body doesn't matter if it's like pushing and pulling lower that's generally how i pair it um so if you look at an example of um but somebody who's i do have like a person who trains like four or five times a week um and their training tends to vary a little bit more but it generally will be upper lower stuff but it, it would still be very similarly set out okay so if you look at a three day a week which i literally have just written last week um and this is more of an undulating pattern of how the reps are guided. Okay. 
and what is happening each day. So if you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they're training. The first three exercises will always be the same, okay? But they'll be in slightly different orders and slightly different rep ranges every single time, okay? So they are always going to do a squat variation of some sort, depending on reps, okay? A deadlift variation, again, depending on weight and reps, and a horizontal pressing variation, depending on reps. So the first day is power back squats. So they're doing three reps, five sets, only at 50, 60% load. Then they're doing a strength. Okay, this guy's got hip thrusts. Okay, so this is our deadlift movement. Cool, so that's my focus. They're only doing four sets of four. So strength, heavy, it's upwards of 83%. And 83, then, not 82, 83. That's what my math says. Um, <laughs> actually, that is the maths for two reps in the tank. So two reps to failure scale, 83% of RM should be four reps. So oh, yes. in theory, I should have uh, doing four reps. I'll have two reps, reps left. If I extrapolate that out and do four sets, it should be about right for mm. intensity wise. Is that right, Good Dan? work, mate. Good work. <laughs> I know my reps to fade this scale and exertion scales. It's all I, just thought, I just thought it was funny, just 83. Like, it's just, <laughs> just a funny number, mate. I get cheered on all the time for those specific percentages. When it gets up there, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it worked. 83. <laughs> it works. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but then when it comes to like, uh, which is it's kind of counterintuitive because when you put the weights in, uh, within my formula, it'll round to the nearest 2.5 anyway. <laughs> so exactly. <it's> <laughs> So at least it's closest. Yeah, um, when, when when your Excel, when the level of Excel geekery you've got going on actually is pointless. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, then so so then he's got a uh, a hypertrophy exercise which is just four sets of eight. Okay, it could be four sets of ten. Don't really mind. Um, and that is with a football bar, so bench pressing. Cool. So then it will change, and all of the imagine. So you've got like three things, and you're gonna place the top one on the bottom. And then move the other two up one, like a little stack. And then suddenly you've got your new day. Amazing, right? So yeah. you do, it's still going to be power, strength, hypertrophy, but you just change the exercise order. Cool. But you can do the same lift if you want to, or slightly vary them. That is full body training. And all I do is add on two things at the end, whatever you want to focus on. So generally, whatever they're doing their strength exercise for. So if they're doing deadlift, kind of that day as their strength thing their number two exercise they're doing some sort of lap pull down and some hamstring exercises that'd be cool some pulls and then if they're bench pressing do some fucking pressing and then uh squatting do some squatting amazing suddenly we're making gains and we've created like an exercise order i think that's more of an may yeah from what i've seen if somebody shoved that in my face uh, like a pt level four kind of uh example i'd be like shit that's good that's that's what's that's what's happening um but i think generally speaking what dan said before was just go bigger muscle groups and the stuff you want to focus on shove it right at the top please if you want to get better at something put it at the top where you're most energized you're looking forward to doing that one and i know dan said the three sets thing and i know people i hate three sets i only just shove them right at the end um my argument was if there's something that's you're faffing around doing at the end, struggling to get in, shove that set, get rid of that exercise, put it on the top one. Nothing's going to matter. It's all right. You might be even make even more gains because you're spending more time over the main exercise. Okay. So I'd be like, all right, let's, you don't have to do four, three sets of lat raises. Just do two sets and up the reps slightly and go crazy on them. Drop set that one and then shove that set up on top. Mm. That would be my premise from just a practical point of view and hating three sets. You can do three sets for the rest of it. Just do four sets on the top one. Then you can... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I need a, a pinnacle. That's my focus of the session. That's my thing. And then I can kind of faff around doing what I like and superset. And then if, I, if I'm rushing and just be like, oh, I'm going to do a push-pull here. So I've got like a bench row into a bench press. I can do antagonistic muscle groups. That's a good word. Nice. Mm. That's what they taught at level three, I think. Um, and then blow their mind when you can you can superset upper or lower. It's amazing. Um, yeah. But doing that kind of stuff, I think it's just a minutia into exercise order. I think people are lacking, Daniel. I think that needs to be, yeah, just justified. So bigger muscle groups. I'm going to go on downside. Bigger muscle groups, more combined muscle groups, 
first and then start to isolate afterwards. Yeah. Good as long as you've got a rationale for it. Like, but again, like I know some people in like bodybuilding kind of type thing and they're like, do the pre-fatigue thing, which... I get, I get that. That's fine. I would do it to try and like feel muscle groups, but again, it's not about just doing it randomly in any order. Like it's for a reason, and you do it, you know, at a certain intensity, so that when you come to do a bigger exercise, you can feel it more. But so I today, one of one of my rehab client, I took him on three sets of 15s, ascending weight on a leg press. Next exercise with their main thing was a a uh, front rack uh, reverse lunge. Oh my god. <laughs> but that was their main thing because I wanted some stabilization and stuff. It's got some hip issues, but I wanted to go pre fatigue and kind of spark everything on just by doing a leg press. Yeah. So, but I get the premise. Yeah. But there's the rationale. It's very hard to see when somebody's written it to me and just gone. Or so we have to do audits at first base. Okay. So coaches have to send me four weeks of programming. And with, with me just looking at that program for them to pass this module, I have to be able to read the program, understand the goal and have justification within that program written down. If mm. I don't have it written down, I don't know what's happening. So it's interesting. Very interesting. But this is that's the kind of stuff that we go over. Nice, mate. Lovely. Glad we sorted that. Ranted. Not ranted. Educated. Nice, mate. <laughs> all about education. The Dan doesn't write his own programs. So I do more for him. So. Yeah, can you imagine if he did? Brilliant. <laughs> Outsource that. I just uh, have a load of strong <laughs> clients, but none of them that getting any bigger. <laughs> Wait, just a bunch of uh, Andrew Johnstons. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, Dan did want to, me to share his his answer to basically on Friday. I think I was out every night last week um party even dan yeah. was out dan was out in london yeah it was you were weren't didn't, you didn't tell you did i either i know shocked so i was a little bit tipsy and then i was answering every single question on dan's instagram stories which is obviously clearly annoying him <laughs> but i realized um because because me and dan are such close friends but if i'm tipsy i will automatically drunk text you but i also think it's because that's safe and somewhere in my brain, I was like, I know he won't care, really. He might get a bit pissed off, but if I can say whatever I like, and he would be like, that's stupid. But like, <laughs> I don't get myself in trouble. I've got a safety net. You're a good safety net, Dan. <laughs> I'm going to fly off the handle one day once you do that. I'm not recording the podcast ever again until you say sorry. So I, think, I think everybody should have one, is somebody who they can drunk text safely. Good. <laughs> and not it's expect any recently to be there. I know. Well, I have been drunk recently. And the heard, next but... morning, the next morning, you've been like, "What the fuck did I say that? I didn't mean that." <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I did a uh, Q and A. Sometimes I like to do like one a week, just on some random exercise. So I was doing a floor press, um, because I love the floor press. But it was slightly amalgamated into some. So Leslie Watson, sixty-four-year-old lady, absolute tank. Like beat our resident osteopath in the hundred mile uh, bike ride, smashed a Group X person who's meant to be really, who did a so squat more than you right now probably. I front squatted yesterday, mate. Wow. So big, I did. Not a big deal, isn't it? Front squatted, absolutely pain free, and it's not too domsy today from where I thought it would be. Uh, I did sixty kilos for five reps, super super slow, really easy, five sets of five. It was it was quite it was really kind of gratifying. It like perked up my like, whole session straight afterwards. I was like, I realised it's not big weights, but I was just like, it was lovely. Good, really nice. Good. I, I was a little bit lit up, but I was doing my like, stuff afterwards. But yeah, so I did a floor press with uh, a one arm floor press with one leg down and one leg up. Not one leg up, like one but kinked basically. Okay. And the answer was why. Basically, I did a contralateral leg down alleviate tension from the hip because generally when you unilateral floor like unilateral press you're going to drive through one side of your hip and you'll create a load of tension i was taking that away so she had to stabilize up for her torso a little bit more that was the correct answer boring but so i had a few funnies um why is this leg down lazy brilliant tired leg because <laughs> reasons brilliant thank you man was the best one though mate dan's one wooden leg there you go you see thinking always thinking mate (laughs) outside the box uh i did get some serious answers um and they weren't useless so don't try and overcomplicate things 
I just, I, it, I even, it, even if you'd listened to the thing, I asked Leslie, where do you feel that? And she pointed at her hip. <laughs> and I was like, put that down. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. It's interesting. Yeah. She was like, this one. <laughs> Always learning. Um, all right. So, Dan, we've got a uh, little stupid things. Stupid things on internet this week is Tom's headphones, which are the Stormtrooper headphones that you. <laughs> Uh, no, stupid things this week. Uh, who, who, would, who, would, who would do a Star Wars? Fitness uh, mate, I don't know who in, the in fuck would try and combine. Like mixed, eh? Why would you try and combine Star Wars with fitness? I mean, I, I do actually play Star Wars a hell of a lot, but I don't usually combine them, so it's fine. Well, They've got their own not, separate. You're doing, a fi- you're doing a fitness podcast with Star Wars headphones in, so you probably can do. But yeah, stupid things this week uh, is not Star Wars related. It is um, women's health related, Tom. It is, yeah. That's this is in particular for women's health, but a popular magazine. Um, so the article was seven foods with more fiber than prunes. As we know, if anybody's done it, uh, if you drink a load of prune juice, you end up shitting yourself. Well, not shitting yourself. <laughs> like, if you make it to the toilet, you make it to the toilet. If you don't, you don't. I, I, don't, know, I, don't, know what, I don't know what makes you do, Tom. You shit yourself, uh, maybe, so, but some of us don't. So Vicky had had some before, and then... It was the start. Yeah, just clean out, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, oh, I've never really done that. I drank what can only be described as far too much of it. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it was rushing back to the toilet every like 15 minutes. It was not fun, but had that in your mind. Um, so seven foods with more fiber than prunes. Obviously, these rank them. So number one, Daniel. Mm. I guessed it straight away, didn't I? I get it straight away. Out of all the foods, it is the avocado. The avocado so, is amazing, mate. There's nothing it can't do. <laughs> so and now, so, of course, and now of course, not vegan. So that's why I like the avocado now. I'm all for the avocado. <laughs> so I mean, there's uh, seven other foods on here. We'll go through them one by one, but just to rattle them off. But the, on on the 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 blurb that says so, fiber helps your body to burn fat by controlling oh, your blood levels, reduce, reducing the release of hunger hormone ghrelin. <laughs> And helping curb sugar cravings. If you needed another reason to eat avocados, no, oh, yeah. yeah, these health lovers have I'll tell you what, eat 200 calories of avocado just to get in four grams of fiber. fiber as no, 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 that'd be smart, mate. Um, amount of fiber as prunes with seven grams per hundred grams. So prunes have seven grams of fiber per hundred grams, apparently. Mm. Okay, however. Um, avocados, you're more likely to 100 grams of serving, getting more for a whole bag of prunes. Okay. So, what I helpfully said probably on here would do maybe 100 calories of each. Yeah, 100. You should do fiber, should be done on fiber per 100 calories. But it turns out I haven't done the math, but that would be more beneficial for, let's say, what they put in there is help your body burn fat not 100 grams of fire like 100 grams of avocado and 100 grams of prunes i'm gonna guess i haven't looked are not gonna be calorie matched no <laughs> i know that <laughs> okay so don't do that please um and then we've got number two coconut number three oats. again that's not i mean not not low in calories at all either coconut. Uh, number four bran flakes yeah. Number five, almonds. <laughs> mm. Number six, lentils. And number seven, sun-dried tomatoes. I mean, this madness, isn't it, really? Yeah, sounds a bit stupid. Absolutely madness. Yeah, so helpfully, instead of grams, they should have used calories, and then that would have been actually beneficial for the general public to take in and would have worked. Um, and then they can decide their fiber based on the calorie content. And how many calories they're consuming, not by the overall tonnage of mm. what food. I don't decide my food by its weight um, each day, basically, is what we're alluding to. If that was the case, then Jesus. Ridiculous. Yeah, I'm seven kilos of weight. I'm going to have seven you're, kilos of food today. Like, what, if you're, that I mean? just don't understand the concept behind trying to get in more fiber to help with fat loss, but actually then eating more calories because of it. Really I mean, it's an Instagram post, it's fine. I really don't want to troll them, but I'll get told off. <laughs> Contractually obliged, probably at some point. Um yeah, very interesting, mate. All right. I think that was stupid. It's pretty 
pretty stupid. Um, thanks, guys, for leaving a few more reviews. Oh, uh, nice. I know. We've got a few more reviews. Um, I think we'll probably read our favourite one on the pulleys. I think the pulleys yeah. is far more approaching. I think it we've is. got to do that because whoever kind of has the our favourite one surely wins the listener of the year. Really? I think uh, so. Yeah. We've got to find that four-star person. A four-star person? No. No. Just don't want to be. <laughs> we're almost yeah we're about 87 88 ratings like really five, so oh, we're almost we're almost there i want to get can we get to 100 yeah done. I, I think uh we some sort of hashtag take us to 100 100 five stars but that'd be really annoying if we get to 100 that's actually only 499 stars um because of that one yeah person. i get that yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. numbers but yeah it's pretty cool Thanks a lot for doing that, guys. And there's been a lot of people sharing it on Instagram, etc. So it's been nice. It's good. And we're also, I think I did share to Dan, we're very, very close to 250,000 downloads, um, which is pretty cool for a little show like us. Um, yeah. Amazing. I'm just reading some now. I'm just reading this one now. Look at this. <laughs> oh, I got I'm not going to read it out because, like I said, because then it will give people ideas of what to say and why we like it. I want people to write their own reviews. No, no, no. People can go read them themselves. It's fine. Yeah. You know? And then subscribe, unsubscribe, and subscribe again. Boost us up. It's fine. Don't really care about that. Didn't that worked. Did not even know that worked. I'm sure iTunes have cottoned onto it. It's just a thing. Some podcasters say. All right, mate. Any news you're around Biceps Banner? I'm sure you've got a new video at some point. Oh, there's always videos out, mate. Just go check out our YouTube channel, Biceps Banner, if you uh, want to have a look at some videos. Um, likewise, if you uh, want to be a client, then just let me know, and I can get you into insane shape before anyone else. Because it, it's getting January, it's coming to January soon, mate, and everyone's going to be fucking trying to get in then, aren't they? So if you want to start early, let me know. Yeah, sort some habits out. November, November's not too bad as well. Um, I realise there's like special treats. Oh, I was so close to uh, getting a pumpkin spice latte or some sort of like gingerbread spice latte today. So Pret do one now, I saw. Hey. Pret have got their own. Well, they're having the one in Bath anyway. And Pret's I thought, oh, I wonder if so, that'd be nice though. I don't know. Don't know. Pretty stuff's actually, it's normally okay. It's just yeah. convenience because they're really fast, more than us. But I'll have a look. I'll have a look tomorrow. Um, could be worth a little review, Tom. Exactly. Could be. We st- we both still, we said we review the Cinnamon Coke, but everybody else has reviewed it for us. So. I, and I can't find it anywhere. I've not I had, I've anyway. not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so you so can't find it. I haven't really actively looked, but yeah, it'll be fine. All right, mate. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. Cheers, guys. See you later.